Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Yes Butter, a podcast covering the Bates Motel series on A&E. Today we will be going over episode 9, titled Underwater. I'm Sue. And I'm Em. How you been since we last recorded? Good. Family's Any... recovering. Yeah. Eleanor is uh, still coughing, but don't know what to do about that. Just <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is better, and she's still coughing. Poor little thing. Yeah. Well, that's good. No big dramas, though. Just getting over sickness. <laughs> no big dramas. Just lots going on. We had who we've mentioned before, um, our brother Matt and his wife B and their daughter Lucy. Um, well, we had Valentine's Day. Rob, okay, so no dramas, but a lot going on. <laughs> right. We're, like redecorating our living room, like we're redoing a lava rock fireplace um, and rebuilding it so it's putting up a nice tile. So it's not lava rock. <laughs> it's not lava rock anymore. Nice. It, I've been calling our living room Fifty Shades of Brown. There's <laughs> <laughs> a brown wall, a hundred browns in the lava rock. Yeah. A brown couch. There's a wooden piano in there we hate. Um, anyway. Yeah. So we painted it gray and the tile's kind of a grayish. And he's building behind it so we can um, hang the TV up over the fireplace. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, but it's so, been slow because he has to like build us. He has to build it up so wires can go behind it and right, right all that junk. Yeah, build a like a support that he can put the TV mount on and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be so nice. I bet it looks so good. Yeah, it'll look great. It already looks a lot better. But. Are you going to get rid of the piano? We can't. It's like my father-in-law's. It's like over 100 years old. Oh. And it's huge, and it's just this looming present in the living room that there's just nowhere else it can go in the house, but we can't get rid of it because it's like a family heirloom thing. <laughs> but right. we hate it. We hate it so bad I can't even tell you. <laughs> And no one plays it, so it's not doing any good. Well, it's wrecked. It's the key. You should see the keys. They're like junk. And it used to be a player piano, and all the insides of the player stuff have been pulled out. It's just, it's one of those things. That, oh. What do you do with it? Honestly, what do you do? 
it would probably cost so much to get it refurbished too. Yeah, and it's not like it's this. I I can't imagine it's worth a lot of money or something. It's just pure in the family, and I don't know what we'll do with it when my father-in-law passes on. Oh but man, I don't know. We. It's like why why couldn't it be a family vase? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just one of those little things that people latch onto from the childhood and they, you know Oh, oh yeah. It's just oh, one of those things. Yeah. Rob has zero sentimental value for it. Zero. Oh, that's too bad because it does take up a lot of room in your living room. It does. It's awful. So that uh, just has to be. We're going to I don't know. We're we're living here while my husband went back to school, and so we're just dealing with life until he finishes school, and then we'll move and yeah, probably inherit the piano someday. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it really, there's nothing really special about it. It's just a hundred years old, and it was right like family since I don't know. It's just it's just something we have to deal with right now, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. stupid piano. Um, we also, well, we met Sue in Salt Lake and got a hotel, and then um, Sue babysat our kids while we went to see the Pixies, which was amazing. Yep, so I hear. That was my second time seeing them. I saw them in 2010 in Vegas for their Doolittle tour. Just amazing set list. Like, last time we saw them, it was... They did the entire Doolittle album, like, from track one to track ten or however many are on there. And then they did a few, um, uh, others. yeah, like, well, just at the end when they, like, come back for encores and stuff. Right. So we got about four or five other songs. Oh, and they also got all the B-sides from Doolittle. They started with those. So it was a different kind of concert. I'd never been to a concert like that. But, so this one was just Pixies, you know. Right. And they, they've got a lot of new stuff, but they just, it was an amazing set list. It was so much fun. That's anyway, great. then we've had house guests, so just been, you know, how it is. <laughs> life, yeah. Life is busy sometimes, all the time. Yeah, for you. For me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Cam and I, Cam took... He started time off on Saturday the 8th, I think, and went back to work yesterday. So he took, like, almost 10 days off. Oh, wow. Oh, it was so nice for him. He he hasn't done that in a few years. Gee. And I was able to take about five of those days off, which was nice because I got sick and had to be better by the time I was babysitting the girls. Right. So we just made big old beds in the living room and <laughs> did nothing. <laughs> it was so nice. We watched, um, well, I guess we can kind of segue into currently watching. We, um, All right, go ahead. We watched the, uh, the last two seasons of Dexter. So All we right. are finished with Dexter. Um, and yeah, I wasn't too happy with the ending like most people. Yeah, I don't. I have not come across anybody that is. And the AV Club gave the season, the series finale, a straight up F. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen them do an F. <laughs> well, it just 
it just seemed like so anticlimactic, you know? Yeah, it just the biggest problem was I mean, I've spoilers. been watching Dexter. Yeah, spoilers, of course, for Dexter coming up. I have, I don't know, I got very emotionally attached and invested in what is going to happen to Dexter and how his story is going to play out. And right. so, and I had started watching it season two, so it's been a long time. Right. I was a long-time follower, and I just spent that whole time, how are they going to end this? It is going to be so epic, and it is going to be so upsetting. I just couldn't think of any other way. It's not going to be just absolutely upsetting. Right. And then they did what they did. Yep. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> It just, yeah. what in the world, guys? Yeah, yeah it seemed like such like lazy writing like it did we can't figure out how to end this so let's just make him a lumberjack living in a <laughs> stupid little cabin with a lamp you know well i re did read something that i don't know and if this is someone trying to lay blame on executives or something then whatever but they said that the hbo executives wouldn't let them kill dexter at the end and that seems so stupid. Yeah, I seriously thought the only way to end it was for him to die somehow. For like yeah. another serial killer to finally get him or a big shootout with the cops or his own sister shooting it. You know, I mean. Or lethal ejection, you know, something or, like that. Yeah, Dramatic exactly. like that. Yeah. And he deserved, whether it was a good ending or a bad, I just feel like the character deserved and the series needed him to go out in a ball of fire. You know yeah. what I mean? Just something epic and, I don't know, just, yeah, it, yeah. it all seemed like that's where it should be. And that's what it deserved. And it was just the worst. Yeah. Just the worst. Yep, it was, yeah. I mean... Do you get why I said that the ending almost makes me just be mad at the whole series and dislike the whole series? Just there's something about it that... Yeah, kind of. I mean, because yeah. it really was so, like, deflating. Like, well, why did I just watch eight mm -hmm. seasons of this if that's how it's going to end, you know? I mean, I've heard talk like, well, they set it up because there's going to be a Dexter movie or something. You know what? I doubt there is. I've never heard anything like that. You know? I think that's just wishful thinking. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Yeah. So, no. I mean, in my mind, he's out there killing all the other lumberjacks, so that makes me kind of happy. <laughs> Not that, I mean, nothing. I'm just glad he's, I just hope he's out there killing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's who he is. It's just, just like they kept trying to cure him, and I just thought, what if he gets cured, and then, and he's honestly cured, and then he gets caught and like, lethal injection? That would have been so tragic. It would have been better. It would, oh, I know. Well, you know, tragic. I mean, By tragic, yeah. I mean great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then just Hannah ending up in South America with his son. That just didn't feel right. It just, yeah, yeah. Were we supposed to like that? Were we supposed to like Hannah a lot? Because I didn't really. I, I didn't did, hate her, but. I didn't hate her either, but I didn't really like her either. I don't. And I didn't trust her. 
She's Still. a poisoner. So she's got his kid now. I mean, I don't know. It was stupid. It's, yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> yep. So anyway, we're washing our hands of Dexter. Yep. Done. <laughs> um, another thing Cam and I started watching is the series Hannibal has been added to Amazon Prime. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I got okay. Amazon Prime then. Are you familiar with Hannibal? Yeah, in fact, one of my McKinley cast co-hosts was recommending it. Yeah, it's pretty good. We watched, like, right after Dexter ended, we watched about the first five episodes of Hannibal, and then we were like, okay, we're done with serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) I still watch uh, some puppies. (laughs) Exactly. So, but we like it. We're going to finish it, definitely. We just kind of needed a palate cleanser, I guess. Right. Um, But, uh... It's good. It's good. We're, the actors are great. It's interesting how they're portraying everyone. The guy that plays Hannibal is is awesome. He's so great because he's like always cooking meals for people. And you're just like, is that someone, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, or is that really a pork tenderloin like he says, you know? Is it like um, early days when he's still practicing? Yes. I would okay, say... Cool. I would say his age is like, like maybe mid forties. All right. So you know he's not young, young, but he's not, you know, it's probably twenty, twenty five years before like the movie Silence of the Lambs. I'd say. Okay. Um. So that's really good. And then we watched. Um. We started watching the John Adams miniseries that came out a few years ago with uh. Paul Giamatti. Oh, that's right. I remember hearing about it when it first came out, and then I haven't heard a thing since. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. We watched the first two. I think there's like eight in the miniseries, so we watched the first two. And Paul Giamatti is great. I love him. He's I, just one of those actors that I can't explain why, but I just, I really always like him a lot. I loved him as the orangutan in the stupid Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes movie. I thought he was great in that. He was like the best thing about that movie. I didn't see it. Wait, is that the first one? It's the one with uh, it. It's not part of the new series that they started a couple years ago. It was it was probably ten years ago or more. Um, with it Mar- was just the plain remake of Planet of the Apes. Basically, yeah. Okay, I did see that. I don't remember him being a with, monkey. <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg. Um, but yeah, I love Paul Giamatti. American Splendor is one of my favorite movies. I love him in that. Mm, that. The... Oh, it's good. You you should see it. That's your recommendation. Okay. Watch American Splendor. It's it's about a comic book writer. Um but it's done really well because it's Paul Giamatti playing the guy, but then the real guy is kind of in it here and there, like as interviewing. It's it's done really well and it's an interesting story. Huh. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I've watched the first the uh, episodes nine and ten of Walking Dead. Oh, I have not. They're pretty good. No, so. I haven't done it. Did you watch Bronies? Not yet. Okay. How is it on Netflix? Yeah. How did? Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yep, I meant to and then kind of forgot. Well, it's fine because I didn't get anything prepared for you to watch. So okay, cool. No problemo. All right, what about you? Well, speaking of that, I watched Blue Jasmine and I loved it. Did you? Yeah, I think I liked it more than anyone I've heard because a lot of people do like it, but kind of a little meh, but really rave about Kate Blanchett. I just pure loved it. And there were, were, this has never happened in a Woody Allen movie, but there were times where I actually forgot I was watching a Woody Allen. Oh, you know, really? his, his stuff, and he's usually in them anyway, but even if he's not in it, they're just so crafted. Right, right. But this one, I don't know. I just kind of kept forgetting it was Woody Allen, which is very huh. strange. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it didn't make me uncomfortable like you. The only time I really felt uncomfortable was when she started lying to that guy that wants to be a congressman. Yeah, that... That started really making me feel uncomfortable. I just was like, oh, ah, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't want to see this go down. And it was ugly. <laughs> it was. It was. And that's something that made me, like, the most uncomfortable was okay. that relationship. Because, I mean, I was a little uncomfortable before that. But, um, yeah, it just made me so mad because I think if she would have just been perfectly honest, I think they could have had a good relationship. Yeah. And she just blew it, you know. Well, yeah, she, she's. Yeah, <laughs> I was really upset when she started lying to him. But really, not good. Yeah, but um, Andrew Dice Clay was pretty good in it, huh? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and was that his son? I think I had heard when it first came out that it was his son playing the boyfriend, Who's and they son? look a lot alike. Andrew Dice Clay's. No. Oh, Chili, the character. Yeah. I never heard that. Uh, Certainly, it could have been. Cause... Do you know where I think I heard it? I think Mark Marin interviewed him for his WTF podcast. Oh. And he I talked mean, now... about his son a lot. Maybe I, I... I don't think I made that up, but maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that I think about it, they certainly could be father and son. That's kind of weird that they both play, like, husbands to the same woman. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. <laughs> but... And I thought her her sister was great too. I liked I liked that actress. She was good. Yeah, she was good. It, it's funny. So, something Hawkins, I think, is her name. Yeah. But. Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, good. Anything See, else? Did the you ending like, was unsettling. It very unsettling. I mean, I think she's just gonna be institutionalized or something. I don't know. Or I wondered if she would just disappear or homeless, like, you know, right. become one of those crazies on the street. Which is so sad. Oh, man, she dressed so well. I loved her outfit. Yeah, I know. But, yep. Did you watch anything else? Did you and Matt watch any bad movies while he was in town? We did not, but guess what we did? What? We watched Freaks and Geeks, and we watched... Um, well, yesterday, we so we watched a couple episodes of Freaks and Geeks, um, and they liked it. They've been they bought it years ago, and they've been putting it off 
they've had this weird thing about it and they made they made some plan like when they finish some job they have like a editing business <laughs> when they finish this one job that was their reward was to watch freaks and geeks <laughs> and something happened with the job i don't know anyway it's a big thing so they never did get to watch it and then it was just matt had built it up in his mind and i'm like because we were looking on netflix what to watch and we didn't really have any plans and i was like it's time for freaks and geeks he's like no no we can't watch it i have to like devote this time and i i just i like you you need to just stop this right now (laughs) you need to chill out i am starting the pilot you sit down and we are just going to watch it you're building it way too up what if you don't like it you know just oh he's you just need to just cool out cool out (laughs) and let it go and watch it So they were glad they did. They enjoyed it. Matt fell asleep during Beers and Weirs, but B stayed and she wanted to keep watching. And But then we would have had to restart Beers and Weirs last night. And Matt's like, no. And so he's like, hey, let's watch Bates Motel. And I'm like, all right. Oh, nice. So we sat down and all three of us watched the first one. And Matt's like, oh, i got to watch another one. And B went to bed. And so I watched two more with him, and then I went to bed. Anyway, he watched five episodes till three in the morning. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He loves it. Oh, good. So he's going to start listening to our podcast, and he's going to finish it, like, I think this week. He's planning because he's in Cheyenne and hotel rooms alone, you know. Right, right. Well, he's only got five episodes left anyway. Yep. Oh, I'm glad he likes it. So he's going to listen to the podcast? Nice. Yep. We better stop talking about him. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing I did is uh, Potential Cast was getting to a point in Buffy, the season finale of the fifth, the fifth season finale. And they put out a bunch of like commentaries where all of the new people watching did a commentary on it. So I watched them all. Like, every couple days there'd be a new one, so I'm like, I guess I'll watch The Gift again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I got all into that, and so I had to watch the sixth season of Buffy, because I love it. And then I started the seventh, so I started, I'd watched a lot of Buffy in our little thing. But I'm, like, almost halfway through the seventh season, and I'll just finish that, and then that'll be good. Oh, and I also, one more thing I watched... I had a little Battlestar Galactica breakthrough. The fifth episode, the one where there's prisoners and they're trying to get them to, like, get them more water. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're losing their water supply and there's, like, an uprising. Right. That one just clicked with me and I got all interested in it. Oh, good. So you're liking it okay now? Well, that's, yeah, I like that one. And I started watching Buffy, so I haven't watched any more, but I think I had a little breakthrough. Oh, good. That one just is the first one that really caught my interest in the storyline. And Anyway. Well, right on. Right on. It'll be interesting to hear what you think of the as you get into more episodes. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to rewatch it. 
<laughs> That's what happened with Firefly. <laughs> did you finish Firefly or did you put that on the shelf? I put that on the shelf, but I'm going to I'm going to watch some of it this week. I got in the mood last night to watch it, but I had to watch Bates Motel for this. Right. Or else I would have watched a couple episodes of Firefly. So, I'll probably do that today. Okay. So, all right. Well, shall we start the recap? Let's get into it. All right. So, oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, we have we need to discuss this. We have um feedback. Oh, that's right. We have a feedback person now, Harold. Yay, he said Harold. he actually sent feedback for the one we recapped last man in number 9, so I thought yep. we could read that. Okay. And I don't know, do you want to do feedback first? It seems like usually if they have all these bullet points of the episode and you read it last, you're like, yeah, we already discussed that. Right. No, let's do so it So it'd be nice. I think we should read first. So when we get through that point, we can say, oh, and Harold was talking about this. So, you know, and we can discuss it. Right. Good idea. Okay. So I've got them here. So I'll just read. We'll start with the uh, man in number nine because it's, it's just the one we did last week. So. And he took time to write in, so we will read it. Of course. Yes. Okay. Emily and Sue. I thought I would write in with a little feedback. Not that you need to pad out your podcast or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Okay. Am I your first feedback? I was about to make a brownie point joke, but spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, you are, Harold. <laughs> yes. And it's not a spoiler because we've now watched Underwater. Which yep. is what I'm guessing he's referring to about brown brownies. Ah. But it was more like cupcakes. Cupcakes. Um, okay, I saw Emily's post on the McKinnon Cast Facebook page that Bates Motel is now streaming on Netflix, so I decided to give it a try. I'm now dealing with the feelings of shame and embarrassment that come with binging on all the ten episodes, plus a few of your podcasts over the course of four days. <laughs> 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 We've all been there, Harold. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't normally do this, honest. Um, I am not even sure how much I like this show, but I may, but I sure it made it sure made for great binge watching. Um, I've had those thoughts too, but I do like the show. But right, I wonder if I like the idea of the show more than the show. Um, I've I've kind of thought about that because I like the show. I think it's very watchable, but it's not like. I run around and recommend it to everyone. I mean, I do more right. now that we do a podcast on it. Right. Um, but before, I wasn't like, oh, you got to watch Bates Motel. You know, I mean, I think it's right. a good show. And I do, I, I just find the story and the idea fascinating. And I think that's what's mostly keeps me interested. Yes. And, you know, we are in the first season. There's a lot of shows that epically get a lot better. Right. After the first season. Some go downhill and they just die. But we'll see what happens. I hope it I have a feeling this one's going to get better and better. It seems to have that potential. Yeah. More than going downhill. So. Right. Okay. Um, he said, he goes on to say, I was so happy to see Jer Burns in this episode playing an even bigger badass than his Win Duffy character in Justified. He makes everything better. So he's referring to um, Abernathy. Right. And I think he's got a pretty big 
role in Justified. Um, he must. I hear he starts it in season two, which I haven't gotten to season two yet. Okay. So well, he I, says, by the way, keep watching Justified. Season two is awesome. I'm going to have to I, watch that show, I guess. It's pretty good. I watched a few more episodes over the last few weeks, and I like it. I like it. There's one dude that I really like. Huh. He's a little crazy, but <laughs> Boyd something. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Do you watch it on Amazon Prime? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't stream on Netflix. We might have to just do Amazon Prime. It's not only shows, it's good for shipping and stuff. You get free two day shipping. Yeah. And And it's not that much, is it right? Seventy bucks or something a year? Seventy five dollars for the year. Yeah. So it's like it's like six bucks a month when you break it down. So I say it's worth it because I have started ordering more on Amazon than I used to because I used to hate to pay for the shipping. Right. You know, like you can get Blu-rays for like a dollar fifty, but then you'd have to pay six bucks for the shipping. It's like I might right. as well just go buy it, you know. So now you don't have to pay for the shipping. And you know, I've got Netflix discs, and now that I've got a library card, you know, they're just now that movie whatever's blockbusters and things are gone it's hard to get something that's not streaming on netflix what do you do you know it really i know i was thinking about it because i'm like i've got to start thinking about watching psycho i'm like how am i gonna watch it because it doesn't stream on netflix i'm like i guess i'll have to go to the library yeah you know or you can borrow my copy that you gave me for christmas (laughs) or i could do that yeah anyway so now that i and our library has got kind of an pretty famously huge borrowing for movies. A pretty big library of movies down there. Does it? And they actually charge a dollar to rent them. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, Hmm. I might just do that and use that money. I haven't done the discs with Netflix for since they raised the price and split the streaming in the discs. I used to do both for like the nine bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when they wanted to charge like 16 I was like you know I'm not really good at the movies anyway they would sit on my table for like two months you know so I was like meh I'll just stream so okay anyway anyway okay so whatever (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) okay so back to the email very interesting that Sheriff Romero is willing to cover everything up instead of charge Norma with covering up the murder or unlawful disposing of a body let alone manslaughter or murder yes even if someone rapes you you that still doesn't give you the right to stab them 30 times in the chest which there lies our big thing we've been talking about this whole time right Exactly. Although I still feel like with the right lawyer, she could be like, oh, my my uh, teenage son, I thought my teenage son was upstairs, and, you know, he had just broken into my house violently, and then violently raped her. Um, right. You can kind of do, I, I just feel like the right lawyer could really, could get you off on some sort of just total insanity for a second. The temporary insanity. I think that's exactly what that defense is for is things like yeah. that. I mean, just driven 
to the breaking point where she just went crazy with the knife. I, yeah, because I don't think a jury would convict her just because she killed him. It'd be like, well, you stabbed him like 30 times, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, but, you know, and she's, but she's a widower and she can be likable if she wants to be and charming. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I think, I think she could have gotten off. I really do. She's Especially, not a widower. She's a widow. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I mean, especially since we've now found that like everyone hated Keith Summers. He was such a jerk. And... That's right. And his reputation. Right. So, I mean, I think. There would have been a heavy trial and everything. And her point about hiding the body mostly was that she just didn't want anyone to know. She didn't want the stab and murder hotel. Exactly. Right. Anyway. Okay. We'll never know. We won't ever know. Uh, Is he part of the sex slave trade or is he protecting the town's pot trade by trying to keep sensational crimes from getting media attention? We're back to Sheriff Romano. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he was not happy with his buddy Keith and his deputy Shelby for doing all this under his nose. He says, I loved Emma and Norma stalking their rival Bradley. That was hilarious. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Uh, It was. Another little caper downtown. Yep. Um, going back an episode or two, I was surprised that Norman hooked up with Bradley. The 1960 movie gave me the impression that Norman felt so ashamed of being aroused that it triggered his psycho side. So I didn't think he would be able to successfully consummate his feelings for Bradley, so to speak. Perhaps things changed over time. Stay crazy, Harold. I think, I think the 1960s Norman, who's what, what a probably in his mid thirties, early forties. Mm-hmm. I think that's how he is, but this is seventeen year old Norman who's Yes, that hasn't quite hit that point. Quite but hit that point. You I can, can see, see it happening. It. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it coming. <laughs> yep. But he is right now at the point where uh, yes, he he can consummate. <laughs> Although there well, there wasn't a lot of guilt, but I feel like with the first episode with the pilot and I don't know his feelings, he's got some sort of feelings for his mom, no matter what happens. Oh yeah. There's something going on. And I think all of that, some is going to come to some weird head and, um, create the Norman we see in the movie. Yeah. I think we might start seeing a lot of that in, Season two, because the trailers know. are showing there's a lot seems... of lovey looks and yeah, weird scenes. Well, and there seems to be like a man in Norma's life or something, like yeah, and another new girl for Norman. Right. So, oh, the jealousy! I'm so excited. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so creepy. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, thanks for that, Harold. And isn't there an email about underwater as well? Yeah. Okay, Sue and Emily. Lots of great Norma moments in this one. I think there was an all-time what the blip <laughs> blip moment when Norma shared a bed with Norman. But how about her calling the police to report that she received flowers? <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
I don't understand how it is that Keith lost the motel if he had 150000 in cash lying around. How much could the monthly mortgage payment have been? Yes. My point, I made that point, I think, in the first episode. Yeah, and not even the cash. Just the fact that he's involved in this trade where, you know, he's the safe place for these slaves and there's a lot of money in this business why are they letting that go to the bank it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense at all i feel like it won't be explained and it's a plot hole i think so too because we need to just let it go (laughs) i know but i do agree with harold how much absolutely mortgage have been because i mean keith tells norma that the like his great grandfather built it over 100 years ago so it's probably been paid for you know? Right, and obviously the land isn't worth a ton. Mm-mm. No, I doubt the property taxes are that much, and unless he's just mortgaged it and mortgaged it and mortgaged it, you know, yeah. I don't know. Which, I, just... which seems stupid because he's even if he's the bottom rung of this operation, he should have demanded more. I don't know. He's a stupid dude. Yep. <laughs> but we already knew that. Yep. He's just an idiot. That's my guess. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's dead now. Because he was an idiot. Okay. You know Abernathy has been watching closely because he threatens Norma by saying he will kill her sons first. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he met Dylan and definitely met at least one of the sons. Um, Emma is so cute, but stoned Emma is totally adorable. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Wake up, Norman, and forget about what's-her-name. Agree again. Yep. What the bip? Yep. Nothing's gonna happen between you and Bradley. Yep. It is kind of weird that in the ninth season of a ten-episode season... Oh, sorry. That in the ninth episode of a ten-episode season, they are beginning to get into the mystery of who was sending love letters to Bradley's father. Although there was some suspense as to whether the unbearable sadness of finding those letters would make Bradley want to feel something else for a change with Dylan. Speaking Mm -hmm. of feeling something else, it sure seems like the teacher thinks she needs a Norman (laughs) picker-upper. (laughs) Picker-upper. You may think it's creepy, but hey, now they share a secret. Um, what was that secret? I'm relying on you two to explain to me what was going on in that phone conversation because I didn't hear it at all. Harold. Okay, I read this before I watched it, and I was going, I was determined to solve this for you, Harold, and I think you got messed up. I think it must be in the next episode. I think it is, because there wasn't a fun conversation, but I know the conversation he's talking about. And yeah, I think it's at the beginning of the next episode. I think it is, and I've actually got it as a note for spoilers for this episode. Oh, okay. Good. So, we will discuss it. This is what happens with binge-watching, is you start melding the episodes together. <laughs> they do start blurring together, absolutely. Yep. Um, but, yeah, well, I guess we can discuss it later, but yeah, she was getting a little close. Right. I thought, inappropriately so. She seemed strange. It, and if there was no phone call and Harold's remembering it back, it is even more strange that she's just all of a sudden kind of looking at him differently and not in a good way for a teacher to look at her student. Well, we'll talk about it, but I, I, I kind of feel like she feels more of a kinship with him than, yeah, I don't really get 
that she has like romantic type feelings towards him. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That it's like the story made I don't it Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> it. I mean maybe she does. And I think we'll see it more in episode ten. I'm I may be wrong, but she definitely feels a closeness with him. Like they share something in common and we'll talk about it. So Yeah, that story must have just really done it for her. All right. So we ready? Yep, let's get going on the synopsis. All right. So in the first scene, uh, Shelby's body is being removed from the house. Uh, Norma, Dylan, Norman, and Romero are in Norma's room. Norma is explaining to Romero she went to her room to change for dinner and Shelby's body was there. Romero asks if she has an idea of who did it. She says, yes, she thinks it was Jake Abernathy. Romero asks why she thinks it is him, and she says, because he asked her all sorts of questions about Shelby and Keith Summers, like how well she knew him, and if she had something of his that Shelby was supposed to give him. Romero asks, what was that? And she says, she doesn't know. She thinks he's crazy. Then she says, why do crazy people keep gravitating towards me? (laughs) (laughs) And every viewer giggles. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, too. (laughs) Because it's like, because you're crazy. (laughs) Supplied a nice laugh for all the viewers. Yeah. Romero asks if they have Abernathy's information, and Dylan says yes and takes him to the office to get it. So, yeah, that was funny when she says that. Yeah. Um. Ooh, and the body's gone, but it, like, left this stain on the mattress. Yeah, it looked wet or, ooh, awful. I know, and leaky. Mm-hmm. The bodies are leaky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here she's talking about the money. She has no idea who she is. Um, you know, and right. money comes yeah. back later, but... You really feel so bad for Norma because she honestly just has no idea. Yeah, and, you know, Romero just looks at her like she's nuts. It's like he doesn't even believe that Abernathy exists. I don't know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, we. I think Romero thinks Norma's pretty nuts throughout this whole episode. <laughs> and, you know, the whole show <laughs> at <Yeah>. large. True. <laughs> so oh and I thought it was funny she's like I can still smell it (laughs) yeah Norman brings her the tea and she's just like nah I know (laughs) it was gross and it was horrifying and he's you know he was like an ex-lover and it just putting yourself in Norma's shoes it is horrific oh yeah I can't even imagine I mean no I mean it makes like the horse head scene in the godfather (laughs) scene really tame yes (laughs) (laughs) at least she didn't wake up next to it but yes (laughs) oh that'd be so can you imagine if like he snuck it in while she (laughs) oh or if instead of her going upstairs to change she was like going upstairs to go to bed and just like never turned on her light oh bed. oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) that's awful oh yeah she cuddles up to her oh norman you're here no (laughs) (laughs) 
kisses his neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so next scene. Dylan and Norma Norman are taking Norma's mattress outside to the dumpster. Dylan is bitching that they are wasting a perfectly good mattress. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get well. Norman says to cut her some slack, it was a horrible experience. Dylan says he assures she will make a meal out of it for a year. Which I get his point there, because she probably would. Right. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, anytime they say anything, she's like, remember when that body was... <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it's playing the body card. <laughs> but I think Dylan is focusing way too much on that than the actual... What oh. happened? And to sleep in that on that mattress, and they're hauling it out, and there's like this big. It didn't Brown look brand, and it didn't look brand new to begin with. Like no. the, it looked shabby on the outside, so it's not like it was a brand new mattress, and that she's imagine, and she's just imagining that a dead body was on top of it. It's like right, the whole middle is gray. Right. Ugh. No, Dylan's being a total prick about this. Yes, for sure. Because he's all, that's what Lysol's for. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, they don't throw away mattresses in the hospital when someone dies. And it's like. Very different. Yeah. they Those bodies also weren't dug up from a grave and already embalmed and decomposing either. I mean, right. you know, as soon as they die, they're removed, you know. And I'd be very surprised if hospitals all don't use waterproof mattress covers would, and things, you know. I would think that they probably do. Lots know? of gross stuff happens on hospital beds. Yeah, they're hospitals. I mean. So that was just bad. But yeah, he yeah. needs to. He does need to cut her some slack. <laughs> I do not think she was overreacting. I think she could have traded beds with him and said, all right, you don't have a problem with it. We will trade. That seems more like a Norma move to me, actually. (laughs) It's like, take it back upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) That's yours. (laughs) You just bought yourself a bed, mister. (laughs) We're just totally rewriting this episode. (laughs) A little Emily and Sue fanfic. Oh, if we wrote fan fiction. Oh, man, I can't imagine what you would have Norman and Norma doing. (laughs) You know, it's not like I ship them. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Their shipping name would be Norm. (laughs) Shipping names. Oh, that's funny. If only we read fan fiction. <laughs> we don't even read it. Well, I, I can't speak for you, but I imagine you don't. I've never read it in my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not even tempted. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I've heard enough about it to joke about it. And oh, yeah. I've read people's writing enough to know how bad it probably is, <laughs> mostly. Yeah, the... The best is when on the Smodcast, the Kevin Smith podcast, he and Scott, his producer partner that he does the podcast with, they every once in a while do fan fiction on Harry Potter and it is the funniest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. The things that they come up with those kids doing, it's just vile. Wait, do they like 
tell you about someone's actual fan fiction, or do they actually read excerpts, or what? They come up with it on their own. Oh, they make up their own fan fiction. Just yeah, okay. they'll just start going off, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and aren't you glad you read them so you can laugh at it? Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so anyway. <laughs> Where am I? Okay. She said she isn't making a meal out of it. It was horrific. Yes, it was. Then she sniffs a couple of times and says, can you smell that? She walks to the motel, and some of the trimmers are outside smoking a joint. She tells them they can't smoke pot there. One of them points out where they live and what drives the town's economy and that no one cares. She says that she cares. One of them says they get that she cares because someone died there last night. She grabs the joint from him and stomps it out and asks his name. He says, Rove. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest name. <laughs> she says Rove. <laughs> Rove. <laughs> the way she says it implies dumbest name. <laughs> just the way she just kind of like looks away like, gotta be kidding me. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> this is like my favorite. This is probably most people's favorite Norma moment of the whole yep. series so far. Oh, yeah. She says, Rauf, I had an idea when I moved here of how life was going to be. And yeah, life can be disappointing, but no one prepared her for the colossal freaking face dive off a cliff that living in this crazy ass town really is. Then she tells him that she is the boss of the motel and they cannot smoke pot on her property and that is her law because there doesn't seem to be one anyway. She says okay oh he says okay just chill. Norma says chill your own ass and walks away and yells for Dylan. I was like what does chill your own ass mean? She asks what kind of people are brought here. He he brought here, and he says they are workers processing stuff. <laughs> asks what kind of stuff, and he says stuff. <laughs> she kind of breaks down and says she hates this town and can't wait to get out and starts walking away. Norman asks what she means, and she yells, we're moving. Yep. So Norma has just, she's done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so classic. This is a great scene. And I love the uh her use of the word doobie. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. And and when she walks away with Dylan, the potheads are laughing and they mention the doobie that she said doobie. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh I just like She's like, what kind of stuff? Dylan's like, stuff? <laughs> She's like, I hate this town! <laughs> oh. I hate this town! <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, good scene. I I liked it. As uh, Harold said, Norma is really on one this episode. It, when I think of Norma Bates, on the show, just in general, this is the episode I think of most of these Same, moments. Same, especially the whole colossal face dive off a cliff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that living in this crazy ass town is. <laughs> yep. And uh, there's a scene or two next time that I think of also. But... I haven't watched the last episode in a while, so I can't. I just remember little parts of it, so. I think I'm going to watch it today because we're going to try and record tomorrow morning, right? Right. Yeah, I've got to watch it today. Yep. All oh. right. So, yeah, great Norma moment. 
great lines, good delivery, good scene. Yep. Um, so in the next scene, Bradley is in a bathtub wearing a nice dress and you see Norman stand up and start strangling and drowning her and it cuts to Norman's alarm going off and he wakes up and starts having flashes of the dream and he kind of seems upset about it. Like he's breathing heavy. He just, he doesn't seem happy that he was dreaming that. He doesn't, but also I kind of got the impression that he just kind of still lays there and when you see the flashes again it's like he's almost still fantasizing about it like not just reviewing the dream he's kind of oh really you think he's I didn't get the idea that he was fantasizing about it I got the idea that he was going what the bip was I just dreaming about Hmm. and so I mean because I've had that happen where I've had like a weird dream and I wake up and I do get little flashes like that like what was that oh yeah for sure so and I kind of got, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe he was fantasizing about it. That would kind of make sense because he's is disturbed. Mm-hmm. He's upset about it, and, you know, later he kind of looks into it, but. Right, right. It was almost like he wasn't ready to let go of the dream. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you could take it either way, I guess. Yeah, no, I kind of got that sense of it, but I thought it was more because it just had Bradley in it. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because, yeah, he does kind of seem like he is kind of thinking about it. Yeah, it's a little disturbing. Last time he was laying in bed fantasizing, it was... (laughs) It was not strangling, it was... Right, exactly. It's kind of a way different dream or fantasy he was having, definitely. Yeah. So, in the next scene, um, Norma walks into the motel office and Emma is there. Emma says she stopped by before school to start organizing. Norma tells her to just throw everything away unless it has to do with the deed and the sale of the house. Emma asks if everything is okay, and Norma says it's fine, and she has some errands to run. Then she tells Emma that if any of the people staying there are smoking pot, she needs to bust it up immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Emma says, bust it up? What if they don't want to stop? Norma says she needs to find an authoritative voice and use it with them, and then she goes outside. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was on a motorcycle or something? I guess so. Um... A flower delivery guy pulls up and has a big bunch of flowers for Norma. She opens the card and it just says, see you soon. Emma comes out and says they're beautiful. Norma hands her the flowers and says to throw them away and lock the door when she leaves. Then she calls Romero's office and the operator says he's not in. And Norma tells her to tell him that someone sent her flowers and the card says, see you soon. (laughs) (laughs) She says to tell Romero she assures Jake Abernathy and have Romero call her. So I I just love... The way Norma says it, she's like, tell Romero that someone sent me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear the operator say, this is about flowers, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, you might be able to look into this a little deeper, the fact that she did that, and also how excited she was 
when the flowers came for the first time, wouldn't you have been immediately suspicious? I mean, she's her boyfriend's dead. Her husband's dead. She doesn't know anybody. Who's sending her flowers? That's a good thing. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. I'm but like, she was super extra giddy and just so excited about it. It's just like she's so in she, her own land. Man. She just doesn't think, you know, because, yeah, I mean, who would be sending her flowers? Think about it, you know. Norman brought her flowers when he was getting her out of jail. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was weird, too, how happy she was, because if I was her, I would have seen those, and I think I would have been immediately suspicious. You know? Yeah. No. Oh, for sure. I And I was when I was watching it for the first time, but... Yeah, definitely. She's got some guy being creepy and putting her boyfriend in her bed. Of course that's the first thought. That should be your first thought, that sinister flowers, you know? But, you know, knowing Norma, she probably thought it was like the, I don't know, the the town welcome committee, you know, <laughs> you know, like the yeah. the chamber of commerce or something of the town, like welcome, welcoming her and good luck on your business or something. I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know why she thought it was a good thing. But... Yeah, it's very interesting. It's uh, just interesting. Um, what I found interesting about this scene, too, is how, you know, Emma's like, you want me to bust, make him stop smoke, smoking pot? You know, she's like, I don't know how to do that. You know, and Norma says she just needs to find an authoritative voice. Like, like that's all you need is if you make it sound authoritative, than it is. Do you know what I mean? And that's how she talks to a lot of people is she just gets that booming voice and, and in her mind, that's enough. doesn't matter what's coming out of her mouth. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's just how she says it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a little interesting peek into her thinking is, you know, just like some parents are yellers. They think if they yell at their kids, it gets, across more when it doesn't you know right so and the uh the company that sent the cards was called hearts secret flowers which i thought was really weird that was really Uh secret flowers yep what kind of name is that i don't know i've never ever ever heard of a florist Calling themselves secret flowers. Yeah, that is weird. This might be a funny little movie, haha. Let's be extra top secret. Right. Or it's a flower place that specializes in secret flowers. <laughs> yeah, which is a, you're you're losing business there. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> Way to alienate a whole bunch of people. (laughs) Are you sending these in secret? No, they're for my wife. You can't have any. Right. (laughs) Can only be for a mistress or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's funny. I didn't see that. Anyway, okay. So interesting, interesting normal points I felt. I think so. All littered throughout that. Yep. Okay, the next scene, Dylan Parks. 
his truck in town and Bradley is there talking to her friend. She goes up to Dylan and tells him that her dad had an office at Jill, at Gil's place and she would like to get into it and get some of his things and asks if Dylan can get her in. And he says he will try. Is this the one where she's like ultra flirty and she's like, Oh, I got to go play high school now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Play high school. You're in high school, girl. You are in high school. Own it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These kids sure do a lot before high school starts. I know. Jeez. I was like, oh, I got to be in school in five minutes. I know. I was in bed until the last possible <laughs> second. These guys, you know, Emma goes and works at the office. Dylan or Norman fixes the lattice under this porch, you know. So, oh, yeah. What's wrong with you kids? What, high school doesn't start till 10 or something? <laughs> but, um, yeah, they... I don't know. Dylan, I noticed that Dylan and Bradley seemed kind of happy to see each other. And I noticed also in my mind, I went, they make a really good looking couple. <laughs> they do. And, you know, you can see it on both ends. Yep. Here's, you know, he's, he drives a motorcycle. He's older. He's good looking. Yep. And then, you know, she's Bradley. She's the sexual charged locomotive. Yep. <laughs> locomotive of sexual energy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but she's also pretty and nice and seems to be kind of smart you know she's not dumb I, yeah but yeah i i'll be i don't know i kind of wonder if there's going to be some sort of thing between the two of them in the next season oh yeah i would be surprised if there isn't and i just wonder if that's that's going to set Norman off. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But there is a weird, I don't know. I, I guess it's spoilers. If you are not watching the, um, well, you don't know what happens in the season finale. If you ever right. watch that. And anyway, well, and he says, can't discuss well, so... it if we want to keep this spoiler free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's a scene coming up where he, Norm or Dylan and Bradley are together again, and we can talk about it more because more yeah. stuff happens between the two of them. Right. So. Okay. Right. So the next scene, Norma walks into a real estate office and yells at her realtor for not telling her about the new bypass. He says it had only been proposed at the time. She asks if he wants to square off in court with her for the next year, and he says no. She says, then give me my money back. Put the house and motel up for sale and have an open house on Sunday. But she doesn't want a sign out front because she needs to do business before it sells. Yeah. Did you see, like, the terrified look on his face when he saw her walking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah. I think the next scene with him is a little more interesting. but w Way more interesting, so... We can hold off this discussion for the next one. <laughs> yep. So in the next scene, Norm is at high school and Miss Watson walks up to him and tells him the short story he wrote is great. She says she has a friend that has a small literary journal and with a little editing, they could turn in a story and get it published. She also says that she saw his quarterly grades and he is getting straight A's. She says she thinks the school will be good for him. So... So, yeah, Norma's doing yeah. really well. And here's where the introduction of the short story. Um... Yeah, I wish, do they have this short story online or anything? 
I don't know. I haven't looked for it. I did read someone did someone did a. I just read somebody's review this morning on this episode, and they -hmm. called this a little minor short story. Well, that sounded like it was pulled from a Sundance movie, (laughs) like his little subplot with this. (laughs) I thought, yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Because I know that they have, like, Emma has a diary online, and they have, like, the manga hmm. journal online. I was just wondering, I wonder if they have Norman's short story. I'd, I'd want to read it. Um, but, yeah, me too. Yeah, so, so yeah, Norman's doing well in school. He's, uh, He's pulled his grades up, cause, and, and this is interesting, because I've just watched the first few episodes again. Oh yeah. Um and when he first talked to Miss Watson, he scored off the charts for his tests, but his grades were bad. That's right, that's right. So it is fairly significant to her and to Norman that his grade he's got straight A's right now. Right, right. And that does show that it's the school's a good fit for him. Right, yeah. So he's getting the encouragement he needs from his teachers and you know, I mean, we've only met Miss Watson, but I imagine the others are encouraging him as well. But. Right, and I get the way the feeling from the way he and his mom act that this is the first time he's gotten some pretty good like interaction with the other students. Like he's got girls all over him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it just seems like it's just been a good situation. Not that all of the Attention and stuff has been good, but... There was the, you know, tossing the body out on the boat with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, no, it's it's doing good for him. So, something's going to mess it all up. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, in the next scene, Norma is cleaning one of the motel rooms, and I just love how trashed it is with, like, munchies everywhere. There's, <laughs> like, a box of Captain Crunch on the bedside table. <laughs> but, um, so she's cleaning one of the motel rooms, and she sees what looks like Abernathy's car slowly driving by. We don't see Abernathy, but it does look like his car. I mean, it's him. Right, and it's the slow drive, which... Right, because he drives really slow, and then once he's past the motel, he speeds up. Right. So, so that was a deliberate, like, I'm watching you, you know? Yeah. So, kind of creepy. Um, then on in the next scene, Norma is on her computer looking up a list of the safest cities in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Norman comes home, and she yells at him to lock and bolt the front door. Norman has his stepdog Juno with him. He says, welcome to my world, Juno, and walks upstairs. Norma walks out of her room, and Norma sets Juno down on the banister and says, how do you like her, Mom? Norma takes a moment to look at Juno, and she she says it looks good. She seems okay with it. Norma says he had a really good day at school. Miss Watson said his quarter grades are a 4.0, and he really likes the school. Norma says she knows, but it is him getting the grades and not the school. Wrong. I mean, it is him getting the grades, but it's because the school's a good fit for him, like we right. were just well, saying. Well, she doesn't want to encourage any of that, nor right. does she want him to feel like it might be the school. 
Right. I also found it interesting that he doesn't mention the short story to her. Yeah. But yeah, she's just trying to steer him away from liking the school or the town. Yep. And I think he's smart to not tell her about the short story because she probably would be worried because maybe the short story is a little peek into his psyche. Well, I'm sure it is. It's his writing, you know. Right. But. Yeah. And he, you know, later he. He goes on to. Uh, ooh, I just lost my train of thought. Well, he goes to Miss Watson and says not to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So later he. Um... <laughs> ah! <laughs> he lets Norma win, or what? No. Later, later he um, goes to the teacher, just apropos of no speech with Norma at all. Right. And he just says, I don't think my mom would like it, and just doesn't want to even have the story published at all or anything. He right. wants, It's like he wants the story to disappear and for Miss Watson not to do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he definitely doesn't want Norma to know about the story or get it published. So just more of her control. Yeah, I do, however, want to give her props for how much she tried to like Juno. I know, she's, she just kind of, hmm, kind of looks at Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's creepy. She seemed like a genuinely trying to be supportive mom right there. She did, and absolutely. she doesn't yeah. often seem that way. No, so she, she deserves a prop for that. <laughs> she does. All right, Norma, you get a point. <laughs> So, okay, uh, ready to move on? Yep. Okay, Norman's on his bed looking at his computer, and Juno's right beside him. <laughs> Dylan walks by and then comes in his room and points at Juno and asks, What's that? <laughs> Norman tells him it's the dog that got hit out front. Dylan says, That's just weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Norman tells Dylan to close the door. Norman asks Dylan if Norma had said anything else about moving, and Dylan says no, but he's been at work all day. Dylan looks at the computer screen and asks Norman if he had a dream that he was drowning somewhat. Norman says yes, and it says if you dream about drowning, it means you're feeling overwhelmed in life. Dylan asks who he was drowning in the dream, and Norman says it was just someone from school, and Dylan asks again who it was. Norman says it's stupid. Dylan says, I know, it's stupid, but who was it? <laughs> Norman tells him it was Bradley, but it was just a dream. Dylan says, you really wouldn't want to hurt someone, right? Norman says, of course not. He wouldn't want to hurt anyone except once in a while, except you once in a while, and laughs. Dylan says, good night, Norman, and walks out of the room. Yeah, so... Dylan's got a right to be a little alarmed. <laughs> Absolutely, and you knew that it was in his head. He's like, don't say Bradley, don't say Bradley, but I exactly. got him asking because I know it is Bradley. <laughs> exactly, because he asks Norman like three or four times, who was it? Oh, yeah. You know? Dylan's like, Norman's like, oh, it's just stupid. I know it's stupid, but who was it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I know he knows it was Bradley. He just needed to hear it. And it was funny that when Norman looks up dreaming and drowning, 
it was obviously if you're drowning in a dream, this is not it. if you're drowning somebody. Right, you're not like <laughs> throttling someone. Underwater. I know. I noticed that too. And Norman's just like, it just means you're overwhelmed. It's like as if you were drowning. <laughs> These are very different. I know, and I also like. I don't know. It just hit me when um, when Dylan says you. You really wouldn't want to hurt someone, right? Norman says, "Well, of course I wouldn't want to hurt somebody, but I might, you know." Right, just, except you, you know. Once in a while. I know, but it's just I wouldn't want to, but I might not be but, able to help. I don't it. know. It <laughs> seem to happen. <laughs> so yeah, I I just thought that was kind of a funny scene. I like Dylan's reaction to the dog. Oh yeah. Oh, made me laugh. Plain. That's just well, weird, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got it on the bed with him. Like, it's his dog lying yeah. on his bed with him. It's like, put it on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> just freaks me out. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's weird. It is weird. It's just weird, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan said it right. Yes, he did. <laughs> okay. You want to go on? Yep. All right. So in the next scene, um, the trimmers are trimming the plants, and Dylan asks Gil about Jerry Martin's office. Gil says Jerry Martin cost him over a hundred grand in that warehouse fire, and Jerry's family is lucky he isn't coming after them for the money. He tells Dylan if he wants Jerry's office, he can have it to just throw Jerry's shit out. So there's another like kind of threat against Bradley right there. Yeah. You know, with Gil saying, they're lucky I don't come after them for the money. So. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I I just feel like, are we going to get, like, the whole story in the next season? That's what I'm wondering. Because they keep hinting at little things, and we're like, what is this fire? Why did he do it? Right. I mean. There's a lot left unknown. So. Yeah, because so Jerry Martin cost Gil over a hundred grand in that warehouse fire. So did so someone set the warehouse on fire because maybe Jerry owed them money or something? It wasn't just a it wasn't just an accidental fire, right? I guess, but he got burned himself. I know. That's. I hope they do explain it because. But then it seemed after he got burned that somebody had to burn for doing that. Someone else got burned for doing it. And we don't know who that is. I hope they at least explain it, even if it's just in a couple of sentences. Yeah, they've just, they've brought it up too much and left such an air of mystery about it. That would be really stinky of them not to. Right, right. And they don't need to, you know, devote episodes to it. Just have someone have a conversation so that we can get the story and then right. be done with it because you know I think it'll be a little more than that but I, I would hope so because you know that's two burning bodies that's kind of a big thing don't just sweep right. that under the rug but uh so anyway um in the next scene Emma pulls up to the motel and she can smell pot one of the trimmers sees her and goes into his room. She knocks on the door and confronts the guy about smoking weed. He offers her some, and she points out she has an oxygen <laughs> tank. 
He says it's okay. He sees people with oxygen tanks smoking all the time in Vegas. <laughs> oh, boy. She's like, that's not the point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, he says he has some pot cupcakes and she can have one. She says no. And he has to put the joint out or she could lose her job. He puts it out and she walks away. So I thought that was kind of funny. Emma was... I like Emma. <laughs> yeah, I like Emma too. That was really funny. Hello. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what she said. She said something funny though. Oh, um Oh, he kinda is hiding the joint behind his back and he goes, I'm not smoking a joint. She goes, Well, then you're on fire because there's smoke coming out from behind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not what I meant. It was something about the oxygen tank and But um, yes, that was funny. Uh, I don't remember what she says exactly. That's funny that he brings up that he sees old people's oxygen tanks smoking <laughs> in Vegas all the time. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So, I think she just kind of kicks the oxygen tank, like, like, hello, I have an oxygen tank. I don't remember her actually saying anything. I don't remember. It's funny, though. Okay, so... Uh, Norman and Miss Watson are working on his short story. She asks where he came up with the idea, and he says he doesn't know. She says he is an old soul. He seems to understand how things are way beyond his years. About how hard life can be. How we really aren't meant to be happy. And then she kind of looks off. Norman asks if she's okay. She says yes, and they should check with his mom about getting this published since he is a minor. So, we get a little insight that something in Miss Watson's personal life is bad. Right, right. Yeah, because it's kind of sad. Oh, you know, we're just really not meant to be happy. <laughs> it's like, right. That's kind of sad, especially for, you know, someone who has a career. She's attractive. She, you know. Smart, yeah. Smart. She should. She's got a lot going for her, but yet something's going on that... I've heard some theories we can discuss a little later. They're just theories, so they're not spoilers. But... Oh, okay. Anyway. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the next scene, the trimmers are outside the motel and Sheriff Romero pulls up. He asks where they're working and he says gills and offer him some veggies. He goes into the office, and Norma shows him the card from the flowers. Yeah, Romero is pointedly very uninterested in all the pot smoking. I'm sure he smells <laughs> and knows. Oh what's yeah, happening. especially he just kind of gets a grin on his face when they offer him some veggies. <laughs> Do you want some veggies? Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> so you, I don't know. You get the impression that Romero knows exactly where how this town is run. So it's just more. Hmm, how involved is he? Yep. Um, so Romero says he doubts he can trace the flower card um, to Abernathy because all the information he gave Dylan was fake. Romero says he would like to dust the motel room he was in for fingerprints. Norma says she's already cleaned the room from top to bottom and now there are a couple of stoners staying in the room. Romero says it's funny that you got in the service industry when you don't seem to keen on serving anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know. And I love Norma. 
gets mad and says, I'm as keen as I need to be. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I love Norma and Romero scenes. They are my favorite. (laughs) Yes, I love them too. You know, I think Norma would be okay in like a normal setting. (laughs) You know, some sort of fake hospitality way. It's just everything is crap. Yep. Everything's just going wrong. Uh, anyway. Yeah, but you get the idea just from things that like Dylan has said and Norman has said that I there's always something going on in her life. That's true. This is just a new something, you know. Absolutely, that's true. Um, so I don't know if it's possible for her to have a somewhat normal <laughs> job or life or I don't think so. Right. Um, she asks what he is going to do about the flowers, and he says nothing. She says, nothing, you're the sheriff. Law enforcement, you have ways of finding things out. He asks if she has anything else on Abernathy, like a license plate, name of a coll- colleague, where he was going next. She says no. Romero says he will have control patrol come by her place every half hour, which was very fair. I thought so. <laughs> And to let him know if anything else happens, and he walks out. She comes out of the office and says, like what? If he digs up a couple more bodies and puts them in my bed? He says, yeah, like that. Hey, Norma. (laughs) (laughs) And he leaves. I love him so much. I just love how he's like, yep, like that. (laughs) (laughs) If you find a couple more bodies, just let me know. (laughs) Good example. (laughs) I mean, so... I am kind of on Norma's side in this one, though, because there was a dead body that was dug up and put in her bed. That is, You know, that did happen. And so, I mean, I know Romero doesn't really have anything to go on because she didn't get a license plate. She, which by the way, is pretty standard hotel check-in. Get the license plate, people. Um, Yeah, that's weird. They do always ask for that. Yeah. But, I mean, I kind of think he should be taking her a little more seriously than he is. He did offer to fingerprint. He's, you know, every half hour having a patrol come out. True, true. And she's the one that messed that up. She, why would, I don't know. She has 12 hotel rooms, and Dylan only needed, like, seven of them. Why did she put them in number nine? Why didn't she keep that? I don't know. Maybe she didn't. Well, I guess she cleaned it before the dead body was put in her room. Right. So she probably didn't see a reason to not clean it, I guess. But I don't know. This is probably the only time in Sheriff Romero's career that a dead body is going to be put in someone's bed. I I don't know. I would just think that <laughs> would be kind of a significant thing. Yeah. Agreed. But he is right. She has no... Anything they have on Abernathy is fake. They really have nothing to go on. Yeah. But it's a small town. She could say, well, he drives like a black town car or you know, whatever that is. Go look for that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. But... It was a nice little scene between the two. Indeed. There's more to come. Maybe yep. not in this episode. <laughs> I 
I just like those two. It's funny. I do. Yeah. I I enjoy their relationship. Um okay, so in the next scene, Emma shows up to the motel office and there is a cupcake on the counter with a card that says, "I hope I didn't get you in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> um with a little peace sign. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you didn't get that he was a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was listening to uh pressure drop when she knocked on his door. I didn't that's, catch that. That's a good song. Yeah, it's um a lot of people have covered it, but I believe the version was the original, the Toots and the Maytals version. Mm. But it's a good song. Okay. The specials do a really good version of it. Oh yeah. I like the specials a lot. Yep. Um okay, so in the Next scene, uh, Dylan and Bradley meet and talk about going to her dad's office. Dylan says it might be better if he just packed everything up and brought it to her. And she says, okay. But then she says she really just kind of wanted to be in the office and be around his stuff because her mom threw all of his things out. Uh, So that kind of convinces Dylan. He's like, I'll get you in there. Which, I don't know, I guess we could talk about it in the next scene they're in, but she's just like she has ulterior motives, she's not sane. Don't you think? I didn't really get that. I All kind right. of I felt like she was making that up. Just so I, she could get into the office herself. Oh. I kind of believed her that she just wanted to be like where he was last that hasn't been all thrown away, you know? Yeah. So, but maybe she does have ulterior motives. I didn't. I didn't quite believe that her mom threw all the stuff away, but maybe. I believe it. I think that is a reaction that some people have. They just because she does say, you know, the way he died, my mom just can't even think about it, so she just threw everything away. And that seems really weird to me. I think it's how some people react. It's you know they just. I think it's just part of grief, maybe mm-hmm. just they don't want to have any reminders. And I think other people do the exact opposite. Like they don't change anything. Right. To, Keep everything know. how they left it. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've heard of like parents who, you know, if they lose a child 20 years later, that child's bedroom hasn't been touched. You know, it's right. exactly the way it was, you know, Yeah. but anyway, yeah. Hmm. I got a little suspicious. Hmm. Interesting. I did not. Okay. Okay, so Emma is in the motel office, and she unwraps the cupcake and chows it down. Uh-huh. It cuts to Norma and Norman in the living room. She tells them there's a cottage in Oahu they could buy if they sell the house and motel. Norman says they can't move. She can't make him. She says, oh, yeah, she can, as soon as they sell the place. Norman says he won't do it. It's another one of her start-over ideas, and he's sick of them. She says they can get jobs in the hotel industry. They have experience now. He says they've only been open three days. She says, you know, they don't need to know that. He says, there you go again. You're crazy. Then he says, he's sorry he said that. Emma walks in with this big walking stick. (laughs) (laughs) It's like bigger than Gandalf's walking stick. (laughs) Made me laugh so hard every time I see that. Where did that come from? But... <laughs> I can just see her stone. Ooh, big <laughs> stick. 
She says she thinks there may be video surveillance equipment in the office because she feels like she's being watched. And Norma asks if she saw something, and Emma says no. She just feels like she's being watched and wanted to come up to the house and visit them. She asks if they have noticed how many stairs they have outside. And that she just kept climbing and climbing. And Norma asks her if she smoked pot, and Emma says no, she ate it. Because <laughs> people say it is supposed to make you feel good, but it doesn't make her feel good. Norma tells Norman to get her some toasted orange juice. <laughs> toasted orange juice that's gonna help I don't know cause there is this thing I don't know if it's true or not but um orange juice supposedly kind of kicks up a high a little bit oh really Uh huh. yeah there's something in the citrus or something I don't know but I know that oh. like a lot of people when they take like LSD and stuff will drink orange juice cause it like like kicks it up a notch or supposedly it's supposed to oh well then that was bad advice i thought she, you know, it's, I know. <laughs> it's like she's trying to pour coffee down the throat of a drunk person exactly but yeah i thought it was funny because it's like just have her lay down and get her some tea or something you know All right yeah tea sounds more like it yep i thought it was funny emma is Harold's right. Emma's adorable when she's stoned. She was, and I love the way she played it. Um, it could have been... I don't know. It seems like TV and movies play it up so much to where it's so comical and overblown. Most, I just thought she yeah. played such a good high person. <laughs> she did. It was very believable. Because, yeah, a lot of people, when they're playing someone who's you know high really go over the top because I mean disclosure I've smoked pot I know how it is and <clears throat> it's usually not portrayed accurately <laughs> right Emma was pretty accurate yeah and I loved her thing about the stairs and just kept going on it was like an escalator and like <laughs> like in space stairs just kept coming <laughs> So funny. Climbing and climbing. (laughs) (laughs) And I just loved her walking stick so much. (laughs) That is such a stoner thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was an excellent, excellent scene. Okay, so, um,. In the next, oh, and we should discuss a little bit. Norman freaks out on Norma about. Oh, that's right. The you're crazy was really freaky. He He, really. He starts like shaking, and I mean, he's really upset about this idea of moving. And, you know, he's got a point. You know, it's just another one of her start over ideas. So I wonder how many she's had. It's, she So she's one of those people that's probably done like Amway and Mary Kay. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And in the first episode, he was worn out about her moving. And like we've discussed earlier in this episode, that he has really clicked. And he's really kind of found a place where... I don't know. He's just got a really good groove going on. It's, it, of he's course, a, it's very he, ominous to us. Right. Right. But well, he, he's got these pretty girls after him, and, you know, it's he's doing well in school. He likes it. 
it's like he's been going from school to school and hating it, and all of a sudden he just feels like this one is it. And so he's really upset. And he was upset anyway before they even moved here. That yeah, because they, so. yeah, they had that conversation in the car where she's like, you should be thanking me that we're, I'm taking you to this beautiful place. And he's like, thank you, mother, for making me go. So, you know. Uh-huh. And he gives her a lecture when, she, when they tour the house that um, you just can't start over, you know. You'd... Right. Right. He says something about maybe some people can't start over. They just move to a different place. Right. And like things stay the same or something. He says something like that. Um, but yeah, no, this town and the school, he's, he's a weirdo in a weird town. It's a perfect fit. Yeah. You know, and I don't know when you're 17, it, it's just hard to start over. And when you do start over and it works, you don't want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's really, I mean, he was shaking and getting scary and the you're crazy line seemed to like just be pretty, uh, big. Yeah. I mean, Emma walks in right then. So right. And just kind of breaks the tension entirely. Right, exactly, because who knows how that conversation could have gone, you know. I think he probably would have worked himself up into one of his little trances, and who knows, you know. Yeah. So Emma was a good, good timing, Emma. (laughs) Good timing, stoned Emma with a Gandalf stick. (laughs) Emma the Grey. (laughs) (laughs) She's more like Emma the Orange. Oh, that's funny. So, <laughs> okay. So, um, then Dylan sneaks Bradley into her, her dad's office and someone just starts shooting at him <laughs> and they duck and Dylan yells for them to stop and, you know, says it's Dylan, it's Dylan. And, and we find out it's Remo who's shooting at him. Remo asks Dil- Dylan who he has with him and Bradley stands up and Remo recognizes her. He knows who she is and. Remo asks if they know what kind of position they are putting him in. Dylan says they just need 10 minutes. They get into Jerry's office, and it's just how he left it. Bradley sits at his desk and tells Dylan she really wants to find a pocket watch he had. And she starts looking for it. And she finds a stack of letters from a woman and runs out of the office. Dylan grabs the letters and follows her. She says that they're from a woman named B. She says, who's B? Just <laughs> reminds me of, where's B? That's right, where's B? <laughs> if you haven't seen that, look it up. Oh, look on it up YouTube. on YouTube. Where's, where's B? B? It is the thing word. you've ever seen. Oh. Uh, Dylan says people are complicated, but he knows her dad had to love her, because who wouldn't? And he hugs her. So I thought that was kind of telling. Yeah. So yeah, it it almost seemed to me like she was actually looking for signs of an affair. That was kind of what I was thinking. Oh, see, I got the idea that finding those letters just totally shocked her. Like, that was the last thing she was expecting to find. They did, but I don't know. But maybe instead... I just found her behavior so suspicious about wanting to be in the office that that's where my mind went. Hmm. See, and I still don't get that, but I guess it... 
maybe she was so upset because that was proof of her suspicions if that was the case, you know. Like, I think my dad's having an affair and then you find love letters. It's like, well, he was, you know. Right. But I, I don't know. I really think she was just looking for the pocket watch if there is one. I don't know. We have different takes on it. That's interesting. We do. And here is the thing. The theory that I've heard is that B is Miss Watson. Oh, really? And that's why, you know, in the same episode, Miss Watson's talking about um, things not going well and not being happy. Huh. Because her name is, like, Betty or something, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, I think, and when I read about the theory, I think she wears a necklace that has a bee on it or something. Interesting. I never thought that I I hadn't seen that bunny just bumped his head really hard <laughs> <laughs> sorry he just walked right into the coffee table <laughs> <laughs> you silly boy um that's interesting I wonder see and that throws out what I wanted to talk about spoilers so this is going to be interesting to see what happens but she very well could be. Yeppers. So maybe if that is the case, maybe Bradley like has been suspecting Miss Watson. Maybe Miss Watson treats her in a certain way that made Bradley suspect her or something. Yeah. And then maybe she recognized the handwriting. Oh, that could that could be why she was so shocked too. Yeah. That she was looking for the signs of the affair and it I don't know. Who knows? It's and we can after next time. I've got another theory that would be too spoilery right now. Oh, cool. But um, that isn't something I've heard. I've just made up with all this in mind. <laughs> oh, right on. So interesting. Okay, I like it. Mhm. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I think. I think Dylan is falling in love with Bradley. Yes, me too. Because when he, you know, because he tells her, he knows her dad had to have loved her because who couldn't or who wouldn't, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. And then when he goes to hug her, I was like, he's going to kiss her. But he didn't. <laughs> but man, if if something happens, if Bradley and Dylan get together, that is Norman is. Scary. That might yeah. be might be why there is no Dylan in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, okay. Okay, so Norma knocks on Norman's bedroom door and asks if she can sleep in his room. She's still too scared to sleep in her room. He says yes, he will sleep on the floor and she says, she says oh. no and crawls into bed with him. They talk about sleepovers they used to have and she cuddles him. Oh, so creepy. Twin size bed. Yes. It's a twin. And I mean, she cuddles up to him like it's her husband. Uh huh. And Norman, you know, is offered to sleep on the floor. But then he, I don't know, at the end, he starts looking like he's getting into it. Yeah. He just gets a weird look on his face. Yeah. 
like that was just obligatory like oh i'll sleep on the floor you know yeah it's weird oh and then you know and she's like remember those sleepovers we used to have and <laughs> oh so yeah norma you've got a perfectly good couch down in your living room <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that yeah and she also, I forgot, she kind of gives him a seductive look before she crawls in the bed. Cause she, it's when she first walks in and she's like, Norman, can I sleep in here? You know, I'm too scared to sleep in my room still. And it's when he's saying, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll sleep on the floor. She's giving him a look. I don't know. You might have to go back and watch it and see. Yeah, I, I think I will. See if I'm wrong, but it seems like kind of a she's trying to look sexy or seductive because I had to like even turn away. I was like, gross. <laughs> you know? uh, weird. Yeah, this was definitely um, uh, creepy. Just bad, bad, bad vibes for my theory. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, yeah, it certainly. Helps your theory along. <laughs> it definitely does. Like, I don't know, what would Dylan, like, Dylan's probably not home yet, but is he going to see that, or what's he going to think? Oh, man, can I, to walk in on that would just be, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I would rather walk in my room and have a dead body in there. <laughs> Shelby, come back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it's i don't know i can't wait for season two <laughs> i know it's coming soon i know i know i'm excited so all right do you want to go <laughs> it's your turn no oh it's not Okay. Miss Watson's writing on her chalkboard and Norman's watching her. He tells her they shouldn't send the story in because his mother wouldn't like it. Oh, it's after the night of cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, exactly. I didn't think about that. <laughs> after a night of cuddles. <laughs> I was cuddling with my mom last night and decided we shouldn't send this in. <laughs> <laughs> While I was cuddling my mom last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she'd like it. <laughs> no, it's when... <laughs> I don't know who in the world I mean, I would want to share a twin-size bed with. Even my husband, it's like... Oh, no. It's just too crowded. No, it's... They're not meant to be for two people. Oh, they are not. Not even, like... I mean, like, when I was babysitting the girls in the hotel room and I, you know, Scout was on her bed and, you know, and I said, do you, do you want me to put Eleanor in the bed with you? And Scout's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and those were doubles oh, and we're talking okay. an eight-year-old and a four-year-old, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rob and I shared the double and it was fine, but. Yeah, Scout just wanted her own bed. She wanted her own bed, and then she took about ten minutes to show me the different sleeping positions that Eleanor does. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
It's kind of like she starts out like this and then ends up like this. <laughs> Eleanor really only has one sleeping position. Yeah. It, Scout was cracking me up that night. She, hilarious. She was so funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask her to show me the sleeping position. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Did I finish that? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Miss Watson asked how the therapy's going, and he says he went to one appointment, and then he goes to leave. Miss Watson tells him she thinks he's a really smart kid, and his talents deserve to be recognized, and they don't really need to tell Norma. Norman says that doesn't seem right, and Miss Watson says she knows what it's like for him. She has troubles in her own life and can see when things aren't fair. Yeah, this um, this is a scene that kind of triggered a, a spoiler thought I had that we can go over when okay. we're done. So, and it has to do with the phone call, too, that Harold talks about in the next episode. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah, I mean... Miss Watson... Just really wants to get that. She's right. Norman's, if he's talented, it should be recognized. And that's good for, it'd be good for his, you know, self-esteem. Yeah. And they really don't have to tell Norma. <laughs> <laughs> but he just does not like to keep secrets from her. No. All right. So in the last scene, Norma shows up at the real estate office and asks her realtor why he hasn't called her. He tells her there isn't going to be an open house. There's no market for her property, and he isn't going to list it. She asks what its value is, and he says about half of what she's paid for it. He tells her she is underwater, and the best thing she can do is just walk away and let the bank take it. She says she isn't going to do that, and she is going to sue him. He says, go ahead, but I'm $30,000 in debt. I live with my girlfriend, and my mom owns my car. (laughs) (laughs) So she'll get nothing. And then she starts just hitting him <laughs> with her purse. That's so fantastic. She hits him over and over with a <laughs> big purse and, like, knocks him over. Oh, I just love Norm in this episode so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she hits him with her purse a few times and leaves. She gets in her car, and there's a parking ticket on her windshield. Oh. <laughs> I was like, nice touch, director, whoever thought of that, you know, the director. That just cracked me up. I wonder if Romero wrote it. I know, I was like, <laughs> love Romero. <laughs> um, so she sees the parking ticket and just kind of starts to get upset and then all of a sudden Abernathy pops up from the back seat of her car and puts yeah, his hand she gets the look on her face can like, things ever get worse than this yes, now, right can. now and yes they can <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one more little thing for you Norma um, so Abernathy pops up from the back seat puts his hand over her mouth and points a gun at her head he says Zach Shelby owes him $150,000 from the sale of the last batch of girls I hated that sentence. That just freaked me out. The last batch of girls. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It just. Ugh. Um, and he says no one else has the money. He's talked to everyone. Um, and so that means that she must have it. He says she will. He tells her that she's going to bring him the money tomorrow night at the docks. She tells him she'll be there. 
He says he knows where she lives, and if he has to, he will kill her sons first and then kill her. Then he leaves, and the episode ends. Yes. Not so, only tomorrow night, but at midnight. And right, right. The name of the next episode. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Midnight. Anyway. So. Who has this money? <laughs> yeah, this is. You know, I like picture it in the walls of the hotel or something. Yeah, but we know. Well, we can talk about spoilers, or but I mean, we know the money does surface. Right, it surfaces. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to watch episode ten. I can't remember how it does. So. Yeah, I think some people because she kind of just admits it. And I think it may fool some people. It never did to me, but that she actually might have it. It didn't fool me. I didn't never thought that. I thought she was like, I'm going to say what he wants me to say because he's got a freaking gun at my head. Yeah, and, and I just, it didn't crazy. seem, it didn't seem like Norma Bates would keep money like that from us. <laughs> like, Norma Bates happened. would have left town if she had $150,000. Yeah, she would have gone doesn't, to Yeah, that doesn't sit right that she. Mm-mm. Has the money? No, no, and it's she hasn't done. It's not like she spent it on renovating the hotel, new paint and carpets. Isn't one hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Right. Oh, you know. linens. Huh? What's <laughs> that? Linens that Dylan picked up. Oh, and the sign. Still not one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a twelve-room hotel. No way. I agree. You know, so she doesn't have the money. She has no idea what he's talking about. And I think she only agrees because he tells her to agree and he's pointing a gun to her head. You know, oh, yeah, she's got she I feel like she came up with a little mini plan or is she just buying herself some time at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if she has a plan in place, but she's just buying time. Exactly. She's. That's what you do. You agree to what the person wants. In that it has a gun at your throat, yes. Right, right. It's like if you're working at a convenience store and get robbed, you don't find it. It's take the money. I don't care. You know, you give them what they want. And so, no, she, she doesn't have the money. Yep. But and that is that. That is that. <laughs> So, what did you think as a whole? Great episode. Yep. Love this one. Probably my favorite. Yeah. So I far, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I guess I'm not willing to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Backtrack. <laughs> I, um, I'm gonna give it like four point seven five. Oh man, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Well, we can have the same rating. You know. Dude, does there have to be a lot of difference for a podcast to be enjoyable? <laughs> a lot of difference of opinion? I don't think so. Because a lot I mean, of people seem to feel that way, and I think, man, our must be so boring, because we're so similar. Yeah, but, you know, we also don't agree on everything. That's you know, true. and some podcasts only have one host. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a few of them. Anyway, 
No, I I think we can agree it's a good episode. Yeah. You know? I mean It's just funny, we almost always come up with the exact same rating. We're usually within like half a point or so. Yeah. But I mean for for one thing, we are sisters and so I think we tend to kind of have a little bit of the same taste maybe right. in, in certain things. Like we definitely do in like movies and Yeah. And TV, so just people just got to deal with it. (laughs) If you don't like it, don't listen. listen. Um, But we do have differences. Like, you know, you think Bradley had ulterior motives for going to her dad's office. Frankly, I don't, you know. So it's not like we agree on everything. But. And what was your rating? Pot what? Hot cupcakes. Cupcakes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you get a four point seven five. Walking sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that walking stick. It's like five feet taller than her. <laughs> um. So. Do you have a what the bit moment? Mm, I tried to find one and I couldn't. I guess. Abernathy popping out of her back seat when she thought nothing yeah. worse. What that, was Harold's? His was uh, them cuddling in bed. Oh yeah, that is what the bit. That's a, that's a good what the bit. Mine. But Harold's was a what the blip. <laughs> <laughs> I mine is when she just starts hitting the real estate guy with her purse. (laughs) That just seems so. Little things like that. I wonder was that actually in the script or was that Vera like channeling Norma and just you know I don't know. Whatever it was, bravo. It worked fantastic. It did. It did. I loved it. So that's kind of my what the bit, because it just was so... I did not expect her to do that. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... All right, so... We've got ratings. We've got what the bit. Yeah. Um, Do you have uh, deleted scenes? Do you know what? I was just thinking about that in the last five minutes. I watched it on Netflix, so if there were deleted scenes, I will talk about them next time. I totally forgot that I was I was going to watch on Netflix and then just check the DVD right. to okay. see if they had them, and I forgot. Do you have the, like, description of the next, next episode? I think I can get one pretty quick. Okay, it's called Midnight. This will be join us for our season finale episode called Midnight. Um, Romero decides that it's time to act, and Norman takes Emma to the dance. Miss Watson gives Norman a ride home. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... That is what happens in the next episode. (laughs) I I forgot about that. Some bullet points. (laughs) I forgot about the dance. Oh, Um, I didn't. I always think of the dance for some reason. I know why, because I was riddled with anxiety. Oh. 
which I guess would be spoilery, but I think we've already spoiled what I was, which is lame. What I was most anxious about, we've probably spoiled that it didn't happen. <laughs> what? Um, I guess if you don't want to hear this, stop listening. For yeah, a minute, let's... But, okay, we'll just get into it in a minute. Um, so, anyway, Harold, keep writing in. If anyone else wants to join Harold in writing in, we'd love it. Um, you can write in to our Gmail account, which is yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can go find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. On Twitter, we're at mothercast. At yes, yes mothercast. Yes, mother at yes mother podcast. I think. I think it's just yes mother. No, cast. it's cast. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it's yes mother cast. <laughs> Do you know what's so lame about this is when we went to make our McKinley cast Twitter feed, which we only did a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. McKinley cast was taken. But oh. it's nowhere around, so we thought one of us had made it, and we didn't. So I had to do, I had to do it as yes. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had, I had to do it at McKinley Podcast when we're oh. McKinley Cast. So this is confusing to me now. Right. One's podcast and one's cast. Lame. Anyway. Right. So yeah, ours is Yes Mother Cast on Twitter. Yeah. Um. And write us a review. You review on iTunes. We got a couple. New That's reviews. Right. We got some new reviews. We think with the uh, Netflix happening, we have picked up a few listeners. And if that's the case, and if you're new, welcome. Welcome. And Love having you here. Yeah. And thanks to um, Farm Fresh. And the other one is Harry in Chicago. Yeah, that's actually Harold, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I know who that is. Um, a Farm Fresh, I like that name. I don't know if they live on a farm or if they just like Farm Fresh eggs, but either way, that's a good name. Yeah, and I like their, they said, I just binge watched the show and I'm so happy that I found a podcast for it and hosted by two ladies, no less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is kind of weird. I guess so. I never thought about it, but... And I like what Harold says, that we giggle our way through <laughs> that show. <laughs> That's right. We do do that. Because we kind of do. Sorry. We are laughers. <laughs> you should hear us all the time just chatting with our family and stuff. It's just nonstop like this. Because it's not so- just me and Em. It's- right. There's more of us. <laughs> There's a lot of us. And we all giggle. We giggle a lot. But uh, we have a good time. Um. But yeah, thanks for all the very nice reviews. Yes. Nice ones. We appreciate it. And yeah, if you're listening, give us a review on iTunes. So we'd appreciate it. So, all right. Well. All right. Join us for spoilers after the music if you want to do that. And if not, we will talk to you next time. Yep. All right. Adios. Yes, mother. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What's that? Are you at Disneyland? No, I know it does not. Sorry, I hit something on my computer and it opened up <laughs> iTunes and started oh. playing the latest Nerdist. Oh, which was, oh. I was going to tell you, it's someone from like Buffy and stuff. Oh, really? Len something. Len? The actor's name. Lem. I don't know. I don't want to open it again because it'll...
Just but, um, you're about to enter Star Tours. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> oh, but but yeah, I noticed the latest Nerdist that downloaded it. It's someone who's on Buffy, Angel, and the Much Ado About Nothing. So he's definitely a uh, Joss Whedon guy. Did I don't know. You he, or you don't know if it's a or guy? I don't know by well, the name. I think the name is L E N. The first name? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I know the. Well, well, that's weird. Okay. It's not Amy Acker. She's in all three. No, she's not in Buffy. Mm-mm. And I just blanked on the guy that plays Wesley. He's in all three. So I'd guess it's him, but his name's not Lynn, is it? There's no way. I know I'd get the name the second I saw it. Oh, sorry. Tom Link. I was thinking of the last name. L-E-N-K. Tom L-E-N-K. Oh, Link? L-E-N-K? Yeah. Huh. He's not a big part in any of them. He's in Cabin in the Woods, though. Anyway. I'll listen to it. You can edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Andrew. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, sure he is. Yeah, I was going to tell you about that anyway. I'm glad that that Nerdist kind of popped up. Because I was like, oh, Emily, if she hasn't listened to Nerdist yet. I haven't, although I thought of it this week. And it might have been because I saw on the Buffy Facebook page that there was something about someone on it. Yeah. It's a good podcast. But anyway. So. All right. Well, that kind of derailed our conversation. And we won't really have a currently watching, so I think we can just get right into it. Yeah, right. Unless you watch something fabulous tonight. <laughs> I'm probably going to be watching Midnight. <laughs> and maybe one Buffy. Why is that so funny? It just sounds like, and maybe have a bowl of ice cream. It just sounded like such a treat. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, that just made me laugh.
Okay, welcome to the spoiler section. Yes. What did you have? Well, mine is about Miss Watson and... So, if I remember right, in the phone call that she has in the next episode, it's it seems to be like a boyfriend or something, and it you get the idea that her boyfriend is like kind of a control freak, and that's why Miss Watson can kind of identify with Norman, and yeah, that's I why, remember that now, and that's why she kind of says to him. Um, that she knows what it's like for him, you know, she, she has troubles in her own life and, you know, she can just tell that because she knows that Norma is so controlling over Norman. I think mm. that's what she's referring to is that she's got this very controlling boyfriend. That's why I'd never put it together that it could be Bradley's dad. Cause it seems like he still exists, huh. which it hit me while I was watching this and thinking about that. That I wonder if her boyfriend is the one that's going to get blamed for her death. Well, I've actually heard a few theories that it wasn't Norman. Like a lot of people out there don't. What? Think, a lot of people out there don't think it was Norman that killed her. Don't we see him kill her? No, we don't. We, we see. Don't. We see him watching her in the mirror getting undressed, which she's obviously doing in front of him. Yeah. For his benefit. I remember that. And I remember thinking. Miss Watson. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And then we just kind of. It kind of fades to black. And then it shows him running. Outside in the rain. Mm -hmm. And there is blood on him. And then. It shows her dead. Sliced yeah. throat. Which huh. isn't really his MO. He seems to be a smasher. <laughs> Where's your blunder? <laughs> or your meat tenderizer, or something. Meat tender. Something True. I can smash your skull with. He's a bludgeoner. Um, interesting. Anyway, so there are there are plenty of people out there that don't even think it was Norman. Oh, there's okay. a little twist there that I didn't know that because he witnessed something. Because I mean, he obviously isn't blamed in the show. Because, like... He's at her funeral and stuff. We see He's at her... Yeah, the first photo we even saw of season two is a photo of him and Dylan and Norma at, at a funeral, which we presume is Miss Watson's. Right. And I just don't think they'd do that to us. I don't think they would do another murder thing. No, and there's no hint in any of the trailers that he's being questioned or anything like that. Right, right. So, because in my mind, he's the one that did do it. And so I was thinking while I was watching this today, I was like, I wonder, because it's always, I've always wondered that. How did he get away with that? Because if he's in a trance, he's not like wiping down fingerprints and getting right. any kind of evidence that he'd been at her apartment, you know? Right. And so I was like, who, how are they going to do this? And so when she was like kind of hinting that, she's got someone controlling. I kind of remembered that phone call and I was like, I bet, I bet her boyfriend gets blamed for it. So, yeah. or it could really have been the boyfriend. Although Norman did go into a trance cause he doesn't remember what happened. 
Right. So somehow he's going to have to explain away why he was there. Right. Maybe he could just say they were working. I don't know. I mean, why would you go to a teacher's house? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was very nefarious. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Her even inviting him and changing in front of the mirror where she knew he could see. It's That was going nowhere good. No. And that was on her mind. Right. It was all purposeful. It was that teacher seduce, seduction. So weird. But yeah. it, um... But it totally made sense to me that Norman would, was the one that killed her, though, because... Absolutely. It totally makes sense. That's, yeah. I think that might be why people are thinking, well, that's too easy. Um, right. Maybe there's a big twist that it actually wasn't Norman. I wonder... I wonder if her boyfriend's in the apartment and she doesn't know, and... Yeah, that's possible. It gets a rage of jealousy because she brought some a man. Right, uh, and changes and maybe... And then Norman goes into a trance. Yeah. I wonder if that's what's going to happen. I don't know. Let's discuss this a little more on the spoilers for next... Tomorrow. Okay. For the next one, because I don't have a lot of time. But okay. What was I going to say about... I just think... I think we could really go on and on. <laughs> and could. it'd be interesting, but right, right. No, I got it. Um. Okay, so if if she's B, let's see where was what was I thinking? I thought of like discussion about this. So if the theory is correct that she's B, um. I don't know. What are your thoughts on her? Oh, I know what I was thinking. What if it was, what if the killer was like Bradley's mom? Because Bradley brought the letters home. Or even Brad, no, she was at the dance. Well. Oh. Ooh, that's interesting. Maybe. That could be just like a, I don't know, it could all be just like a big MacGuffin. And then all of a sudden... Bradley's mom comes out of nowhere. We've never seen her. And right. Just, they had just figured that out. And if the theory's correct that she's B, you know, that's, that opens up that can of worms. <laughs> well, and I certainly think it's very plausible that she could be B. Yeah. Because I think B is going to end up being someone that we've met or know. Yeah, or... that makes a lot of sense. It does. And her Although name... it's weird yeah. that she's dead now. And she could, he could, she could... Do we know she's single? I think so. Miss Watson, I guess we do. Yeah, yeah. She could be two-timing her boyfriend with this guy right. that just died. Right, because you do get the feeling she's not being treated well by her boyfriend, and so why not be, you know... This rich, probably good-looking man, I don't know. Prob probably good-looking, and... I mean, when we saw him, he certainly wasn't. Right. But <laughs> you know, if you look, if you look beyond the birds, you can <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> um, well, he's got a beautiful daughter, and you know. Right. Right. So yeah, he's not an uggo. <laughs> right. But um, she might. Yeah. Why not have an affair with someone who treats her well? Maybe spends money on her, you know. Right. 
And so, yeah, I think it could be either a jealous boyfriend or Bradley's mom, maybe. Interesting. Very interesting. Because you do see a little bit in the trailers, Bradley starts kind of going downhill. Yeah, the one thing, and the thing is, my big thing was that I thought Norman could kill Bradley in this I, I knew something big was going to happen, of course. You know, it's the season finale. Right. And my fear was that he was going to kill Bradley. Same. And so I just, I feel like, man, you know, we've pretty much, I don't, by listening to us and the non-spoiler stuff, people probably, have, if you're listening without having watched, you've probably figured out that Bradley's alive in the next season. Right, right. Yeah, because we were saying, I think in the next season, Jay right. and Dylan are going to... Have a so, thing. Yeah, that was that was my main like scariness coming going into the last season finale that he was gonna kill her. Um, yeah, because you kind of expect someone's probably going to die. Sure, it's you know it's uh, it's Face Motel and it's the serious season finale. There's gonna be something. Yeah, and murder yeah. sounds about right. It's it's the Bates family. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, I worried a little that it could be Emma, but I felt like more's got to happen. But I don't feel like more really needed to happen with Bradley. I was a little worried when I first saw it that it was going to be Emma, but then... I just feel like there's too much that could more be developed there. More be developed, and she's kind of a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Bradley, she's, like, she's that uh, jewel that jewel of the town kind of a thing it would just be really you could see that being a real good tragic kind of a twin peaksy mm-hmm. yeah that she dies um so i was surprised it was miss watson but it yeah I, I wasn't expecting it to be miss watson but it i was make glad because i don't know i would have been pretty disturbed if it was the if it was bradley not that i especially really like her but Oh, and it was a, it was interesting. She's like in a spiral. What was she like drinking and driving? Looked like she was really. Yeah, yeah. It just gave the sense that she's on a major downward spiral. Next. And maybe that's because her mom is in jail for murder. Maybe, or that she found out about it, or it could simply be because she found out her dad was having an affair, and her whole life is now changed about how she feels about her parents, which you know that happens too. But it's probably more than that. Right. Yep. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Maybe it's because she killed Miss Watson. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thanks again for listening, listeners. Yeah. What? Maybe we should call them guests, like motel guests. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) 